as A Day approaches, who are you most excited to see perform this Saturday? Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody, welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jim Stein, that's him, and Jimmy A Day is approaching fast and furiously. But before we get into guys we really want to see this Saturday and, and who we hope will perform well or who we think will perform well, we do need to talk a little bit about the transfer portal because two guys have entered. Elijah Brown, who was a four-star tight end uh, from Ohio. I mean, look, you could see this coming from almost the time he committed, right? I mean, I'm not taking a shot at him at all. Please don't think that. But you and I talk every year when we look at our signing class and you know that of those guys that signed, some of them are going to leave. Some of them are going to be medical hardshiped or transfer work. He was a candidate from day one just because it it felt like um, it, it felt like he wasn't the, the the star of the class necessarily. Again, there's no shot at him. He got a scholarship from Alabama. Kudos, congratulations. I hope he goes somewhere and kicks butt. I really do. And then there's Jacquez Robinson. Um, Frankly, this one does surprise me a little bit. I know he's very speedy. I know Saban likes that. And I think he also had an interception this past weekend in the uh, scrimmage that Alabama had. So, you know, it seemed like maybe he was starting to come on. And also, going in the transfer portal on the Wednesday before A-Day seems a little odd. Yeah, the timing of it is weird to me. I, now, now, that said, here's here's one other thing I bet no one's even considered uh, – Doubt this is the case for Elijah Brown, but I, I won't be shocked if we see Jacquez Robinson in the A-Day game. I, I won't be shocked. And that's because there's a couple of possibilities here. One, they could be trying to talk him into staying, in which case they would offer him the opportunity to keep on practicing and playing. Or secondly, they're completely fine with him leaving. Like, hey, you know, hey, if you, you want to leave, that's fine. We'll, we'll, and you can use it as your highlight tape. We'll, we'll, you know, so I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule that out. I, I don't think that will happen. But I think my, my, the larger point I want to make really to have to do with with those two kids specifically, um, though it doesn't, it doesn't. What I mean by that is, look, we now have a small sample size of what Alabama looks like in the transfer portal era. And it looks like between the December portal and the April portal, you're looking at about 15 or 16 guys that leave. And in this NFL draft, we're about to have around 13 or 14 taken in the draft. Well, let's say about 13 go in the draft, another two or three get picked up and go to camp, NFL camps. So that's roughly half and half, right? And then you're signing around 30 guys a year. So accept this on the front end. I know everybody gets so excited about the 30 guys we just signed. Half of them are leaving. Half of them are leaving. I mean, it's literally, this is the way the math is working out, is that you bring in 30, and then by the time four years rolls around, half of them portaled out, and half of them were great and go to the draft. But we don't think of half when we sign the number one class in the country. And, and it is the number one class in the country. Just realize that a lot of guys that are portaling out, like Jacquez Robinson, 
are good players. He's good. I I, I know people say, how do you know that? I, I just actually do. Uh, Jacquez is a good player. I don't mean he's a good player like he's going to go to Georgia and be their nickel corner and lead him to the national championship and be a second-round pick in the draft. No, I mean he's a good player like I'm just going to pick. He can't go to an SEC school, but those are the programs we know the most. Uh, I, I think he's good like this. He would go to Ole Miss and be a starter and be one of their better DBs. Not just if they if they have six DBs that, that regularly play, I think he'd probably be about their fourth or fifth guy and would be good. And he would be good and he would help them improve. And when we played against him, uh, we're going to know he's on the field, Twenty number 23 for Ole Miss. I mean, if he went there. Now, obviously, he's not going to go there. He's going to go someplace else. Uh, I, I'd recommend him following a couple other Alabama guys down to Central Florida where I think he would be certain to play. And and uh, that's a good program, and they win a lot of games, and they play in big games, and uh, and they're headed to the Big 12, I believe. So um, that's probably where I, I think he should go, and he would do well there. But my, my point being, larger point, we signed 30 a year. Half we're going to lose to the portal. Half we're going to keep, and they're going to become NFL players from Alabama. Uh, that that just looks to be the math, doesn't it? And and, and we need to realize on signing day while we're excited about all thirty guys we're bringing in. And, and by thirty, I mean us portal guys we bring in like C.J. Dupree and Trez Marshall. Between guys we sign and guys in the portal, that's thirty a year. And of those thirty. About half will 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 eventually uh, portal out, and and that's just our new reality. It's weird. I don't love it. I prefer the old days, like every other old man that waves his fist at the clouds. Uh, but this is what we have now, and get used to it. And the good news is, as weird as it feels, as bad as it might feel. Because of Nick Saban, Alabama is a winner in all of this. Alabama wins the portal. Even if we only bring in two or three guys and wave goodbye to 14 or 15, because the two or three guys we're bringing in are going to fill a piece of the puzzle that we're missing, and the guys we're waving goodbye to are guys that probably weren't going to play this upcoming fall to replace them with, with hopefully better players through recruiting. So, uh, Alabama is a winner in this new normal, even if it doesn't always feel like it. Uh, but it is true. But uh, I wish the best for both kids who chose to be here. And that's why I detest any meanness about, you know, kids that leave in the portal. Uh, any meanness about them is is ridiculous and, and, and you're absurd. If you, those kids chose to be here, they were both heavily recruited. They had other good options and they chose Nick Saban and Alabama and uh, we should be forever uh, appreciative of that and, uh, and wish them well. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, um, you know, hey, look, hope they go on and, and just kick butt wherever they go. Uh, but uh, that is two guys that – and look, here's the other side of it. Like, you, like you've alluded to, this is a necessity. We, we can only have so many on scholarship, and so some dudes got to leave. And, still um, a couple of them. We're still a couple over, really. Yeah, I mean, we're still a couple I, over. I've got a, my count, I never say that my count is 100% accurate because there are things that Alabama doesn't want us to know and things that I wouldn't know. But per my count, we're, we're two over right now, but we may not be over. But I, I think we're two over. And we're probably going to see after spring game is when I thought more kids would leave. My guess is two to three more leave. I, I don't have names. It wouldn't be fair. 
Um, okay, Jimmy, let's go ahead and tell everybody about uh, FanDuel because you know how much I love FanDuel. It's hard to beat FanDuel. You can beat an egg, you can beat a bush. You can't beat FanDuel. Um, baseball is back. You got all your grand slams. You got all your double plays. You got your um, pitch counts and pitch clocks and balks, and you got all that stuff, man, and it's right there. Uh, you can bet on it with FanDuel. If you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, uh, that's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet don't win. Look, you want to bet on somebody, you know, the Braves, you want to bet on the Braves if they'll ever freaking lose. If you watch this podcast, you know I hate the Braves, and the Braves just don't lose. They never lose. They they never lose. They're never going to lose. Row, I think. Ten in a row, I think. I mean, it's bananas, man. Uh, the the Rays started out like 11-0, and 0 and the Braves about caught them. Uh, if you want to bet on something like that, if you want to bet on how mad Luke will get because the Braves will never lose, you can probably bet on that over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel is an official partner with Major League Baseball. Also, Tomorrow, um, we'll be talking more A-Day stuff, just getting you ready. And then uh, can't wait to have a – are you going to A-Day, Jimmy? I'm going to go. I am going to A-Day, and it is going to be – ready for this? Because last year it rained. This year, sunny, 72. It's almost as if they moved A-Day to San Diego, California. I dig it. But um, it's actually in Tuscaloosa. It's San Diego yeah. weather in Tuscaloosa, Alabama on Saturday – and uh, oh, it's going to be awesome! Recruits and might I might watch captains get their 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 footprints in the sidewalk and uh, just enjoy what is the best game day in Tuscaloosa all year long that doesn't take place in the fall. Charlie Potter has a good article on twenty four seven about the guys he's most excited to see uh, on offense this weekend. We're going to uh, talk about those right now. We'll talk about offense and defense right now. So, I mean, look, don't give me Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, because that's way too easy. So give me some guys uh, that you are thinking about that aren't quarterbacks. Yeah, first name that just leapt to mind, James Smith, defensive line. Uh, I'm, I'm really – what I want to see from James Smith, what I would like to see in a perfect world, uh, I would like to see James Smith with a somewhat dominant performance. I, I want James Smith to prove – to me, to everybody in the stadium, and way more importantly, to Freddie Roach and Kevin Steele and Nick Saban, that he is too good to keep out of the lineup. I want to see James Smith be too good to keep out of the lineup. I want to see uh, Jihad Campbell, uh, not a true freshman, but another one. I want to see Jihad Campbell show, prove to Robert Bala and Kevin Steele and Nick Saban that he's too good to keep out of the lineup. I would like to see the DBs, uh, the new DBs. And what I'm saying, we have, we're, we don't, we, if y'all haven't noticed, we only play nickel on a day. We never go to dime. I mean, if we've gone to dime, I've never noticed. I, I can't recall. And I think I intentionally paid attention a few times. <laughs> well, let's just say this. We normally don't, don't go to six DBs. It's too hard to substitute to that extent when you have a limited roster. So normally we're only in nickel at the most. Uh, of Alabama's nickel DBs, I expect to see with the starters, Luke. That would be who I expect. Terion Arnold and Kool-Aid at the corners. We know them. They started before. Good players. They're back. Malachi Moore 
is going to play safety. We, we've seen him play star and money in the past. Malachi is going to be a full-time safety now, apparently. Uh, but he's a good player. We know Malachi. We know his game. The two new guys that we don't know because they've never played in games at Alabama, Caleb Downs, the true freshman, and Earl Little, a redshirt freshman. Uh, they are apparently running with the ones. I expect to see them with the first team uh, this week and on Saturday. And I want to see them show us what they've already shown the coach. This is why we're brand new, but we're in the starting lineup. So those are some guys on defense. Offensively, Caden Proctor, how are you going to handle I, I want to see Caden Proctor uh, show that he's going to make a run at the starting lineup in the fall. And at running back, we know what we got in Jason Roydell, but I, I'll enjoy it if Jam Miller and Justice Haynes show out. If Jam Miller and Justice Haynes prove to the fans in attendance, because I think they've already proven it to the coaches, uh, this isn't the last time you're going to see us. We're, we'll be back in the fall. Jam Miller and Justice Haynes. And a wide receiver, I think Malik Benson being the new guy. I, I would love to see Malik Benson have a big A day. And and, and I, I've, it's, it's almost 50% of a hope and 50% of an actual forecast that I think Malik Benson's going to be our best wide receiver this fall. If he's going to be our best wide receiver this fall, he, he probably needs to be second, third, fourth best this spring and then make the leap over the summer and spot. But Malik Benson needs to show us, uh, hey, I'm the number one receiver on this team in the fall. So that's a few names, and uh, but we know that all eyes are going to be on the quarterbacks, and they are going to be – heck, I don't want to get on a rant, but uh, one, one of them people are going to have a lot of patience with, and the other one's going to be over-criticized. Yeah, it's, it's – I think both of them are going to be over-criticized, frankly, because it's going to be – it, you're starting to get sort of Democrat versus Republican with this thing um, in the sense that you, you're, it's polarizing, <clears throat> not based on race, not based on anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, some people seem to have picked their guy. And then if you don't pick their guy, they're like, well, you just hate my guy. I mean, we, we've seen so, this in so some ridiculous. of our comments. Like, I, I've, said, I I've said since December, you've agreed. I mean, I think Ty Simpson's going to be the starting quarter. I still believe that. I just think the other guy's not being treated fairly at all. <laughs> I mean, he's being Agreed. hyper hyper criticized. And but I'm and, and I don't really have a guy. I just have a prediction. I want what's best for the team. And I hundred percent believe Nick Saban's very good at this. And whatever Nick Saban chooses is going to be best for the team. I'm, I'll be behind that because he's he's been right with every string he's ever pulled in the past when it comes to this sort of thing in my mind. Um, but so I don't have a guy. Uh, but I have a prediction, and I think it's going to be tie. But man. let me say this: in a perfect world, I would rather Jalen Milrow win the job mm -hmm. because I, I've, I think Jalen Milrow is more experienced. Um, I, I would love to see Ty Simpson get another year under his belt, um, at least. But the problem is, you know, now with the transfer portal, you don't really have that, so you you just have to. You don't have time. You you have to think about your future. You have to think about the present. You have to think about a lot of stuff. And uh, it used to be Jalen Milrow would undoubtedly be the number one guy, if you ask me, uh, because of the experience. But now you can't really do it that way. And there, there's some positives there because you end up probably playing the best option instead of the guy that you think is, is least likely to make mistakes. But I do think it would be cooler to Jalen Milrow. I mean, I would love to have that big bruising guy. Look, uh, Jalen Hurts obviously is uh, a 
freak of nature athletically. I mean, he, he squats a school bus routinely, but he wasn't necessarily, he didn't have the, the freakish athleticism that Jalen Milrow has. I mean, Jalen Milrow is, I mean, Hertz is crazy good. And he just became the NFL all-time highest paid player. Fantastic. Love him. We all love him. That's not, that goes without saying, but there's also something about Hertz that's intangible. I mean, like his leadership quality, his, his demeanor, the fact that he has, you know, he surrounded himself with all these women in his, in his inner circle to uh, handle a lot of his business affairs. And, and it's just brilliant. Right. Jalen Milrow is like who you want off the bus first. He's chiseled out of granite. And um, so, yeah, while, while, while Hertz is squatting the bus, Milrow's getting off of it first. <clears throat> but um, I, Boy, he's got to take a big step down. Like, Jalen, could you put it? I'm, I'm trying to scare the other team by being the first guy off the bus, and it's six <laughs> feet off the ground. Could you, could you put the bus down on the ground so I can scare the other team? But I'm saying that it's, wouldn't it be cool to have somebody that intimidating back there at quarterback? Because he is oh, yeah. an intimidating looking dude. Um, I'd, I'd like Jalen to be the quarterback. Just a, you know, the, there have been, I've seen people online. I know they're the extremists. The, I will never, I'm not going to watch next season back. Good, good. That, that makes that makes me, I hope Milrow wins a job. I mean, because of comments like that. And, and th those comments are out there. It's just people saw him play uh, six quarters and uh, have, have made up their mind forever. Uh, I hope somewhere there's a Tennessee fan that watched Peyton Manning in 1994 over six quarters and made up their mind. I'm never watching Tennessee play with this loser as our quarterback. And then they, you know who they wanted instead of Peyton. Do you remember his name? Brandon Stewart. Brandon Stewart. He ended up transferring to where? A&M. Jim, you're two for two, bro. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and take a break, Jimmy. When we come back, a couple of little basketball things I want to throw out there. And we're back. So, um, basketball-wise, Dink Pate, who I, I was praying, dear seven-pound, nine-ounce baby Jesus, let us get this man. Not only is he a good player, but I just want to hear Chris Stewart, when Dink Pate has a breakaway jam, he can go – and it's dink and dunk. Right? You're right. Nobody else wanted that. I hate that we'll never hear that. Let's uh let's contact the G League Ignite and see if they it feels uh, like you hate you just heard it from it feels like you hate you just heard it from me. It, it wasn't that great. <laughs> it was it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I, I thought I thought I, I, I wasn't sure where you're going with it. I think there's a few ways to go with, with dink. It was, dink. It, was a, it was a bad way to go. But look, that thing, that thing had been rattling around up here for a while, and I was like, this is my only chance to use it now because he's going he's going go to another college where we can talk about him like in the NCAA tournament. He's going to uh, Elite Ignite. Rose. So, yeah, I mean, and he apparently did allude to the fact that had he gone to college, it probably would have been to Alabama, which also makes it doubly painful. It, 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 it was worse. I almost wish he hadn't said it. I, I wish yeah. he did. If I hadn't gone to – G League, I was gonna uh just uh join the Marines. Or or if he had said, you know, my visit to Alabama was so bad, I just decided to go straight to the bros, even though I'm not ready, you know, whatever. Um it does hurt worse. I mean, this is, you know, uh boy, I'm trying uh Sarah Jean Underwood 
calling you and, and saying, you know, I would have gone to prom with you if you just asked me, you know, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so that what, what now is out there is Alabama's really turning up the heat on Boogie Fland, also an awesome name. We, yeah. If we don't get dink but get Boogie, I think that's a win. Um, <laughs> Boogie Fland, the number eight player on the ESPN uh, top 100, he would be uh, – I mean, he's Brandon Miller-esque. I just watched some highlights of him. He's not quite as big as Brandon Miller, but he's um, he's good. He's quick as a hiccup. Uh, good shooter. Um, he – just an all-around great performer, and uh, it would be great to get him, and we're really turning up the heat on him, apparently. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, we're hiring the new staff. There's still a spot or two left and support staff guys, and and so Nate's, I'm sure, juggling, recruiting, and hiring the staff. And, and when you hire a staff, now they're watching tape, too, and now you're watching tape as a staff. The board can really change if you've hired the right assist. If you've hired the right assistants, they will look at your board and say, you know what, coach? Just me, but I like the guy you got at seven. I, I like him up there at two. Uh, or, or the guy you've got even at one. Let's watch some more tape, coach, because I, you know, I'm I'm not quite as sold. And and that's how that's supposed to work, you know, where there's a give and take and there's a consensus of opinion as a coach saying, hey, I'm taking this guy and you three idiots don't know what you're talking about. Well, then maybe they shouldn't be working for you. You know, so uh, Alabama's board, what, it's a long way to say Alabama's recruiting board, the board, they have one in basketball, just like they do in football. The board is probably looking different with every hire you make. And it's probably slowed up the process a little bit for Alabama, but that's understandable. And most important thing is get your staff right. You, you don't want to sacrifice a whole year of recruiting but you can't have a bad staff or a staff with bad chemistry. That, that, that's an absolute must. So you got to get the staff right and then recruiting. So we'll see what the board and what the transfer portal board looks like. Um, you know, basketball, we just talked about earlier in the show and football, you know, half your class is going to leave in the portal. Half your class is going to stay and go to the NFL. I, I don't know what the basketball numbers are, but if anything are worse and, and it's like, gosh, if you, if you're bringing in, four or five new, I mean, who's going to even stick around for two seasons? I mean, it, it's it's weird. And, and and I do think Alabama's a winner in the new normal in basketball too. Why? Nate Oates. Uh, he, he pulls the right strings. But it is weird when you sign a class and then the new guys are there and now you're wondering, is this going to be the only season I ever see? You know, this these guys, this will be the one season I see them. Yeah, it's – I mean, we talk about it all the time. I mean, it's – I don't know how you've – you fix this. And some people say it's not broken. I do believe it's broken, but Jimmy, that's going to do it for today's pod. We will be back tomorrow with more what we're looking forward to at a day. And until then roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.